This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Get in, losers. This is the Lady Killers, a feminine rage podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Sammy. I'm Rocco. And I'm May. Our podcast is a tribute to the female identifying killers in horror and more. Each episode will feature us, your Supreme Court of female murderers, discussing our favorite lady killers from your Julias and Jennifers to your Carries and Christines. We'll tell her story, decide if it's good for her horror, and answer the most important question of all. Would we die for her? Join us on Thursdays as we pull on our sweaters, snatch our ice picks, sharpen our scissors, and honor the lady killers who live on the silver screen. No boys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, constant listeners. It's Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest installment of the Stephen King Archives, our Patreon-exclusive imprint in which your losers search the vault of Stephen King material, from dusting off unpublished short stories to long-forgotten interviews to coffee-stained manuscripts and alternate versions of all your favorite tales. The latest installment sees them exploring King's aborted novel, the cannibals which would lay the foundation for under the dome in which we spent not one not two but three long book episodes on this past month well consider this the final piece in the whole dome puzzle and to hear the full thing you'll have to become a member of the patreon the barons www.patreon.com slash the barons in addition to this episode and all the other archival series episodes you'll get hundreds of hours worth of exclusive content. We're talking about our Dark Tower Detour series, our Spooky Souls Midnights, our Stranger Things spinoff series, our Michael Crichton spinoff series, dozens upon dozens of commentaries on all your favorite Stephen King movies, and countless exclusive episodes. We also even give you access to a 24-7, 365 Discord channel where you can hang out with constant listeners just like yourself. And we have monthly events there where we hang out. Eh, it's, 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 it's a fun time. Get it all by subscribing now through the link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash the barons. Hope to see you there over long days and pleasant nights. This is more of a nuts and bolts archives episode, especially for those of you who listen to our three episodes. Yes, three episodes about Under the Dome. Uh, you probably heard us talk quite a bit 
on the on those episodes about something called the cannibals. What is the cannibals? Well, that's what today's episode is all about. But before we dive in, I want to introduce my uh, partners in crime today. Uh, Dan, I already introduced you. You were on the Under the Dome episodes, and now you're here to discuss the cannibals. Say hello and tell me, um, what did you know? Did you know anything about this before we kind of did those Under the Dome episodes? This is Dan, Tennis Club Apartments, <laughs> Caffrey. Uh, which that those words get said a lot in this uh, this book. No, I knew nothing except that it was a predecessor to Under the Dome, and it's strange because I don't, not that I don't see the connections, but I think there are actually other books. I think it feels more like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I um, want to talk about that. But yeah, so I didn't know the plot. I didn't know. I figured it was going to involve people trapped somewhere, but I guess I assumed it would also be just a dome. You know, I didn't know that it was just like them locked in an apartment building essentially. So yeah, excited to be here today and talk about it. But you have heard of you had heard of it before. Oh no, no, yeah, I knew what it was just from you know, even from before the episodes that we did on Under the Dome, I had just like known from a Wikipedia blurb that Under the Dome had its roots in something called gotcha. the Cannibals. And then gotcha. and then the information we cover although we didn't cover too much on the actual episode from what I remember about the Cannibals. No, cause, just because we yeah, knew this was coming out. Yeah. yeah, just the basics of it. Um Jen, you're also with us and you weren't on the Under the Dome episode. So I just want to get your broad review of that very long novel. Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. Um, hey, this is Jen. Uh, I, my heart says my nickname should be Hair Pie, but I don't know if I can do it. So. <laughs> I, I almost did that, and I'm like, uh, I'm a guy that's weird. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Is it weirder for me to make that my nickname or for you? No, I think because I'm like, you have, you know. Well, we're all allowed to do it, but you have more agency and I think it's more appropriate for a woman. <laughs> That's to true. Do it than There's nickname autonomy, right? <laughs> I know and, I'm, I'm, I'm all about gender equality, but I don't think it's right for me to say that is my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when you said this was at nuts and bolts, I was like, and you started talking about an episode. I was like, is he going to talk about our boys, our bad boys episode where we talked about just nuts all the time? Um, yeah. But my so my thoughts on the dome, sorry after being super gross and nasty. Um the I've read it twice. I have not read it recently. So I, you guys are I'm coming into this probably from like a little bit more of the cold side. Um but the first time I read it, I liked it okay. And the second time I loved it. And I think once I knew what was going to happen and I wasn't like striving towards the ending, I could really, and I find that with a lot of the King books I didn't like the first time is when I read them the second time, I love them. Um, 
But yeah, it's great. And I, this was one, I've got two copies of it and I passed it around to a couple of friends and we're like, you should read this. It's really good. One, Corey's business partner read it on my recommendation. And she loved it. And then it, it dislocates so. their shoulder when they hold it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a little like, uh, just vengeance, you know? Have you, uh, have you heard, had you heard of the cannibals at all? I had not heard of it except for when we started talking about it on the pod and started covering or talking about covering it. So I really had no idea what to expect. And frankly, I was expecting more cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Um, it gets there. Who knows? Well, Uh, maybe, yeah. It definitely does based on some of the interviews that King gave because the way he would tease it, uh, because he even talked about this, you know, when he was doing his his like morning shows and CNN interviews and all these interviews promoting under the dome. He did talk about this book. I think he even talked about it on the view, which is really funny because it's the view and he's talking about cannibalism. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, he basically kind of teased it by saying, you know, I was working on this book and um, it didn't quite work out. It was called the cannibals and you can guess where that one went, you know? So he basically was, was teasing that in a big way, but let's talk about the basics of it. Um, You know, I, Okay, I'm just going to start by reading the note on King's website. Uh, This sort of gives you a good, nice overview and King's feelings about it. But then I'm also going to provide a couple other quotes as well. And this was written in 2008, like right before Under the Dome came out. He said, as most of you know, I have a novel coming out in November called Under the Dome. My first effort to write it came in 1978 or thereabouts. That 70-page manuscript, actually titled Under the Dome, was lost. But after reviewing the stuff I said about it in Douglas Winter's book, The Art of Darkness, I got thinking about my second effort to write that story, which, as you will find out, deals with people trapped in an increasingly lethal environment. That second try was mostly written in Pittsburgh during the filming of Creepshow. I spent two months in a depressing suburban apartment complex that became with the usual fictional tweaks, the setting for the story. It was called The Cannibals, and this time I got a lot further, almost 500 pages before hitting a wall. I assumed the manuscript was lost. Long story short, it turned up battered and with some pages missing, but mostly complete in the summer of 2009. So for your amusement and as an appetizer to Under the Dome, here are the first 60 pages or so of The Cannibals, reproduced warts and all from the original manuscript, which was dredged up by Ms. Maud from a locked cabinet in a back room of my office. I'm amused by the antique quality of the typescript. This may have been the last thing I did on my old IBM Selectric before moving on to a computer system. There's another reason for publishing this on the website. Several internet writers have speculated on a perceived similarity between Under the Dome and the Simpsons movie, where according to Wikipedia, Homer's town of Springfield is isolated inside a large glass dome, probably because of that pesky nuclear power plant. I can't speak personally to this because I have never seen the movie, and the similarity came as a complete surprise to me, although I know from personal experience that the similarity will turn out to be casual. Unless there's deliberate copying, sometimes known as plagiarism, stories can be no more alike than snowflakes. The reason is simple. No two men, two human imaginations are exactly alike. For the doubters, this excerpt should demonstrate that I was thinking dome and isolation long before Homer Marge and their amusing brood came on the scene. I have a question about that. Yeah, yeah. Now look, I don't think Stephen King ripped off the Simpsons movie, obviously, but I also don't think that the sample he provides for the cannibals really confirms oh i was thinking dome back then i at all like i'm like Doesn't no this have is dome just a, vibes yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, it's, it's just people vibes, being trapped yeah and dome. i think yeah. i think the similarities between this and the simpsons are like a literal dome over a town I, I once again i don't think he 
ripped off oh, no, the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. But but it was funny. Like it was like ah, here's the smoking gun that I didn't do that. And, yeah, I don't <laughs> exactly. know, Stephen. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> 